Welcome everyone to the Ask a CEO Show. Ask a CEO interviews bring us inside the corner office and C-suite for discussions with top executives about their journey to leadership and the reality of running their companies today. Our host, Greg Demetrio, is the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning integrated marketing company. He is also the founder of gregscorneroffice.com, the home of the Ask a CEO interviews. Greg has been in the business for over 30 years. He is a resource to the media, an invited columnist and speaker on marketing and business topics. Over the years, Greg has talked to hundreds of CEOs and executives about what it took to make it to the corner office and what it is really like being the leader of their companies. And now, he brings those conversations to you. Here's Greg now. Welcome to Ask a CEO Show. I'm Greg Demetrio, your host. My day job is CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning marketing company in New York. The Ask a CEO Show brings you highlights of my guest journey to the corner office and what it's like running their companies today. Today, our guest is Alex Thuma, the CEO of SaaS Stock, a conference created to help SaaS companies grow and scale. The conference was first launched in 2016 out of the popularity of Alex's blog and podcast. SaaS Stock has held meetings in Dublin, London, Berlin, their virtual events coming up shortly. Welcome to the show, Alex. Great to be here, Greg. Thanks for having me. You know, doing my little research on you before we actually met online here, is you have a very interesting story on how you came to launch SaaS Stock. Perhaps you can tell the audience about the background, your background, and why you started the company. Yeah, sure, sure. Good question. Thanks. So, yeah, so, um, I mean, I'm, you know, CEO founder of SaaS Stock. We're in our, our, our fifth year of, of, of trading. Um, initially, uh, I, my background is like 11 years in, in sales, selling other people's software. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, as I got to, I guess, my 11th year, I kind of ask myself the question, do I want to be selling other people's software for the rest of my life? Or do I, or, or do I want to, you know, leap uh, into one of these entrepreneurial ideas that I've been having, uh, you know, for, for the last 10 years, but never been friendly enough to... <laughs> Those entrepreneurial ideas are a bit of a freaking plague, right? They just, uh, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. keep floating around. I got I to bite on one of these. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Exactly, but I had all these regrets about you know bringing like I thought about frozen yogurt in England, and then people like came over to you know to do it, you know burrito places, and now you've got them on every corner. And even I thought about you know DVDs through the mail, like in the days before Love Film and Netflix, right? But I never acted on any of these ideas, and but then in that eleventh year, so what can I do? And I didn't have an idea at that point. So after all of these ideas and not having an idea, uh, you know, I wasn't really sure what to do. Um, so I started writing a blog, uh, uh, which kind of, it, it, you know, what was Sascribe. And the idea there was that I wanted to push myself. I'd never written a blog before. So I thought I'll do one. What should I do it on? Well, I'm selling, you know, cloud computing software. So I'll do it on that to learn more about it and become a trusted advisor. What I didn't realize it was actually a terrible idea because I wasn't a very good writer and I didn't know a huge amount about SaaS, right? So who's going to read a blog from someone that can't write and doesn't know a lot about SaaS? <laughs> so, uh, but, but actually, I pivoted that, uh, that idea very quickly to think about, well, if these are my weaknesses, that I'm a, a terrible writer and I don't know a huge amount about SaaS, 
Why don't I get people that do know about SaaS to write about it, you know, for other people to help them learn? And, and, and lo and behold, I was very surprised that I was able, able to convince these influencers, uh, you know, in SaaS to give up their time to write original content for my nascent blog. Uh, and I think it was a timing thing and the people bought into the why and the fact that, like, let's do a community-driven uh, SaaS blog uh, to help others in the community learn. And something I've learned from being in the SaaS industry now, you know, for these kind of five years, is that people are really open, willing to share, to help others. Uh, and, and it's quite a special kind of vibe. So, so we tapped into that early and, and started, I, I was then the, the editor, let's say, of the blog, getting the influencers to create this content. And we were putting out uh, like five posts a week, which wow. was, I even got people complaining, look, you're putting out too much content, <laughs> right? So they stop, stop emailing us, stop putting out so much content. But actually that uh, very quickly, in, in three months' time, we got from zero to about 30,000 views per month. Uh, and, uh, and we had a lot of people saying, hey, look, it's really interesting what you're doing. You know, we're keeping an eye on this. We're rooting for you, et cetera. People wow. from all over the world. Uh, and so this was quite nice. So I was doing this from my bedroom, this initial idea. Um, and whilst I was working my full-time job in that 11th year, you know, selling somebody else's software, uh, and, and then I thought, well, um, you know, I'll, I'll do a podcast. I'll add a podcast to this. Uh, and I started interviewing, you know, founders and CEOs, uh, you, you know, of, uh, of SaaS companies and um, uh, investors, you know, from my bedroom. Uh, and then what I, um, you know, uh, what I found that I was able to kind of get some great people onto the podcast, uh, grew that audience kind of slowly. Uh, then I started to supplement that with a, with a Slack channel of, you know, of members of the community. Then I started doing um, uh, meetups as well. And so I had all of a sudden a bit, you know, the drive that perhaps was missing previously uh, to, to really, um, you, you know, pull this together. And, and before I knew it, I had an audience, right? And then I was speaking with that audience uh, and, and they kept telling to, uh, you know, saying to me, wouldn't it be great if you launched a conference in Europe, you know, to bring everybody together? Uh, and again, I thought, well, you know, it's a really interesting idea. I don't have any uh, background in events. So, you know, there was a bit of trepidation there uh, around, you know, going ahead with that idea because, you know, you say, you know, if you're going to sort of launch a business, uh, you know, you should be passionate about it and, you know, have some experience. And I didn't have any experience, uh, but I think I, you know, I had the passion. Uh, so I kind of, I, I took that idea. I did, you know, several months of customer development before packing in my job and going all in. Uh, on, on Sastock and uh, kind of formed the idea in, in, in late 2015. One year later, we developed the first conference, uh, Sastock, which was in Dublin, and we got 700 people from 34 wow. countries around the world wow. uh, attending. And uh, and yeah, so uh, so that, that, that's where that's where it started. Wow, that's you say you had a lot of pent up demand over time. You built it, you built the community, so that you had the people who were willing to show. up. At your conference and 700 is a pretty nice, pretty nice. Thing. I'm having a problem with my camera here. Hold on one second. No, that's yeah, okay. No worries, okay no. now. Yeah, it's flicking in and out. It's the little connection. Anyway, we'll fix it in post. So you wound up having a, a very nice conference. 700 people is pretty good for a first go around. All right. So, I mean, that's a yeah. physical conference. People are interacting, everything. So now all of a sudden, here we are, COVID, right? And now we can't do that anymore. So, You've yeah. switched some of your conferences to virtual online events. What were those challenges like and how successful has it been? I know you ran a couple so far, right? 
yeah, 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 correct. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely a challenging year, but I, I guess kind of, you, you know, uh, with every crisis, there's an opportunity. And, you, you know, we, we entered the year with a plan to do four conferences uh, it, uh, across the world. Uh, we had a 60% growth plan, pretty ambitious, but, you know, that was our, our sort of goal uh, sort of this year. Uh, but And we were just focused on in, in-person conferences. Uh, and we've had, again, like over the years, all these great ideas that we kind of put on the shelf, uh, which kind of perhaps, you, you know, hurt, hurt us a little bit uh, at the beginning of the year, because when COVID uh, and the pandemic uh, prevented us from doing any in-person events, and we made that sort of decision, we had no other revenue streams to kind of fall back on. Mm. So it took that away. So we had to pivot and pivot fast. And, and the first thing that we did, uh, I mean, after a war room meeting of like, you know, coming up with seven things, uh, seven ideas that we could kind of pivot to, we chose one where we thought, you know, it was the fastest time to value, fastest time to revenue, the one that we with our skills could execute mm. against the best, which was online conferences, right? And it was, it was pretty logical, uh, but we went through this process and we chose online conferences. So within the, uh, that kind of need to pivot uh, and from going, you know, uh, seeing revenue fall off a cliff, uh, we were back to revenue ways or revenue generating ways within, you know, a few weeks. Uh, and then we ran our first event in, in June. We got 2,700 people there. Wow. But a lot, of, a lot of challenges, right? Again, like what we, what we learned was uh, in that rush to pivot, um, first of all, I think our marketing messaging was a little bit off. Um, I, I, we, 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 we had sort of messaging which wasn't really uh, aligned with what was happening like globally with the pandemic, right? So then we repositioned. That, that kind of leads me into this, the next question I had. So in terms of that, your messaging had to change. Your marketing had to change. Yep. Who, are, who is your primary attendee? Yep. And how are you going out to reach them besides the messaging? But what, what utilities, what functions, what, what, tact, what stat, uh, tactics are you using to reach your market? Yeah, yeah good question. Yeah. So our, our, our primary attendee is really founders uh, of, of SaaS companies or SaaS startups, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and the C-level startups and investors as well. And certainly for the in-person event, you know, investors was a, a, a big part of it. Um, so in terms of how do we reach uh, uh, both of these kind of personas, right? Uh, well, over the years, I mean, we, we've, uh, you know, been running the in-person events, uh, uh, which has enabled us to, you know, grow our audience. But we've, we've largely done a lot of, you know, uh, content marketing, you know, over the last you know, four or five years, from that uh, initial blog, Sascribe, which is no longer because we put all, all our content uh, on Sastock, through to the podcast, which is the Sas Revolution show, which is aimed at that demographic, uh. Uh, uh, on that persona. Um, and, and, and now we've kind of grown, you know, our, our email list. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's still, I think it could be better than it, than it is, but it's around about sort of 25,000. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a good quality. We've been doing, you know, community stuff as well, both online in Facebook groups, um, you know, other events that we do and smaller events that we do online uh, and previously offline. So we've grown that audience, which we now then kind of, I guess, kind of nurture through our events or content. uh, And and, and that's how we grow and kind of reach them. Email marketing for email marketing to get them to the events is probably the, the, the biggest channel uh, where we see most success. So we do a lot, we, we spend a lot of time, an effort on email marketing into that audience uh-huh. to convert people to come to the events. Okay. And you found that to be fairly successful over time? 
Yeah, I'd say email marketing and word of mouth. And then the word of mouth thing is, you know, it's around the brand, it's around the community. Uh, it's quite difficult to, to measure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do see, we do see that, you, you know, what happens is you get a couple of people that have either gone to a SaaS stop event that will talk positively, you know, about it to somebody else. Uh, mm. Or you know somebody will buy a ticket about uh, for, to Sastop. They'll talk about it to their community, and mm. uh, and and start to see that kind of effect. So we, you get those influences or those champions. Excellent. So going forward, what's on the drawing board for you, and and how do you go from idea to launch? I know you said you had no experience in event marketing or event yeah. planning or pulling off an event for that matter, but you jumped in anyhow. So is are there anything uh, any big initiatives coming down the pike for Sastock? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. This year is, is like it's almost like our rebirth, right? It's a, a period of re- reinvention where we've we've gone from being this in-person conference company to really taking all of our value online out of necessity. So first off, with the online conferences, and uh, mm-hmm. the next kind of iteration of our our kind of pivot and our, our journey this year is that we will actually today, uh, we've launched our community platform in beta to, to 200 founding members. So mm-hmm. what, one of the questions I, I asked when we had to pivot was how do we bring our value online 365 days a year that we, that we deliver in these two-day you know, in-person events? How do we bring that all year round online? Mm-hmm. And so with our community platform, which is called Sastock Engage, we're bringing our audience onto this platform to, to do their kind of peer-to-peer networking, peer-to-peer learning, bring them into specialized groups, investor matchmaking, and run regular weekly content uh, on the platform mm-hmm. as well. So that's that's kind of phase two. Phase three, where we're looking at building our own SaaS platform around connecting investors and startups uh, additionally in a different way. So we're kind of doing some, you know, th- these initiatives, uh, and that's our focus. So. I'm going to come back to you and follow up on that after we take a little commercial break, if you don't mind. We'll be back in a moment. The Ask a CEO Show is brought to you by Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning agency telling personal and brand stories for more than 30 years. From strategy to production and execution, they are a true full-service agency. Check them out today at LorraineGregory.com. Okay, we're back with Alex Thuma, the CEO of Sastock. Alex, when we broke, you were talking about phase one, phase two, and phase three of Sastock. In terms of providing uh, investor uh, connections, in terms of providing 24-7, 365 content availability for the conferences, Um, going to investors is a little bit different, don't you think? It's going to create a whole other business model to connect investors and startups. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so if you think think about one of the... um one of the, the key uh, benefits of the SASDOC conference in person was that we connect, uh, we're almost like a, a, a real world marketplace whereby we bring startup founders and we bring investors together, uh, let's say in our Dublin conference, uh, and, and we allow them to, to meet right in, in person and they do meetings and out of that will come some deal making and startups will get funded, right? And right. deal flow will happen. You take right. that away from investors and the startups, then how how do we help them? And how do we help them in this new new normal where everybody's online and investors will need to meet startups online or do deals on, online? Right. So we thought about that. What we what we're looking to build uh, is a marketplace to connect investors and startups. So if you're a startup that's looking to raise capital, uh, you can come to our marketplace. You know, fill out your profile. 
um, you know, uh, look at, say, what you're looking to raise, you know, what sort mm. of investors that you're looking for. And the investors on our, on our platform will look at the startups and review them and then choose to see whether they engage or not. That is very similar to an organization that I'm on the board of called the uh, Capital Alliance. And that's what we do. We bring together startups and investors in the same room. We allow them to do a presentation, seven minutes tops. And then hopefully there'll be some deals making on the side after the presentation. But with COVID, we've had to put that on the shelf. So we're going to get back to that soon. In terms of your conference, do you see it going back to an in-person event at some point? Uh, I do. I do at some point. But I think what the, the big change is that we will be a high, hybrid moving forward. So we'll do a lot of content on our SASDOC Engage community app. We will do online conferences because I'm a big believer in them and the value that it can bring. And it's more sustainable, more accessible, you know, for our for our audience. But, you know, that magic of our conference in Dublin, where last year we had, you know, we had more than 3000 people come from 74 countries wow. to come and learn you know, from wow. each other. That's for amazing. A for a week in Dublin. And you're having pints of Guinness and dinners in the evening. You can't you can't you can't replace that. Right. No. With all that. And, and everybody's missing that. And so we want to come back to that in October 2021 if we can. We don't know when we can, right? Okay. But that's the hope. So listen, so you're all involved with this SaaS world. Tell me, describe a current day SaaS entrepreneur. And maybe you can also tell us what's trending in that, in that uh, venue. Yeah, sure. I mean, a modern day SaaS entrepreneur really, really could be, could be anyone. It could be me or you, right? And in fact... It, it is, uh, uh, in a way, becoming me, right? Because when I'm going from, you know, running an events business or let's say a services business, finding like problems uh, and processes that uh, that need to come online and need to, let's say, uh, and, and you can satisfy, right? So, so from a, from a startup sort of these days, most startups or a lot of startups that we're seeing are born as SaaS companies and, and, and SaaS startups at first because people are finding problems whether it's in Excel or in their daily life, and they're trying to solve them, and then they put it into SaaS because it's such a good model and it's a great way to kind of uh, enter. So really, I think anybody could be uh, a SaaS, whether you're a developer and a technical person or non-technical like me, come up with an idea and find a way that you can you know, productize this, uh, you know, build an MVP, and then take that forward, right? So any entrepreneur can be a, be, a, be a SaaS entrepreneur, and that's where we're just seeing this huge growth within within the SaaS industry sort of right now. Any entrepreneur, any industry, any vertical, it's all Anything. susceptible to SaaS, yeah? Exactly, yeah. I think everything, everything, every problem, every process can be SaaSified. Uh, <laughs> SaaSified, I love that word, SaaSified. I'm going to write that down. Uh, 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 <laughs> You've got you to copyright that. Yeah. We're, seeing, we're seeing that explosion, right? And uh, um, it, it's just a great place to kind of you know, build, build a startup, um, you know, whether B2B or B2C. Um, you know, identify that problem, think about how you can make that into a SaaS product uh, and, I, and, and take it from there. And, you, you know, whether you go to agencies to kind of help you, you know, build that, uh, that initial kind of product and then build out the team from there, if you get capital or not. Um, but yeah, the modern day entrepreneur is, is you or me. Yeah. So listen, so you've been doing this for quite a while now. What still excites you about your business today? Yeah, uh, I mean, running my own business, you know, despite its challenges of being a founder, it's very tough, right? But uh, running my own business still excites me, still still gets me going. But especially this year, uh, I would say because of this pandemic, which is obviously you know challenging, especially if you're in the events industry, 
you know, we, 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 which I am, um, I'm now seeing it as this, as I, say, as I mentioned, like this rebirth, this reinvention period. So it's almost like I'm going back to year one after doing this for five years. And now I'm kind of creating again. Now I'm like, you know, finding, going back to these ideas and then trying to build these products up and get these new customers again. Uh, and, and that's very exciting. It, it, it's kind of, you, you know, reawakened, uh, you, you know, uh, me a little bit, I, I would say, because we had a, almost a mature product that we were right. growing. And now we're creating again. So for me, it's very exciting. I think that's a, that's a, a challenge that any CEOs... Hold on, I'm going to start over again. I think that's a challenge that many CEOs face. And in, in when things outside of the business walls change, they have to react and respond and come up with a new way of reimagining of how they're going to provide that service or product to their marketplace. So I, 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 I empathize with you in, in how quickly... COVID changed the way we do business. So I know I've had you on here quite a while now, so I don't want to take up all your time. But in closing, I always ask the guests two questions. Now, remember, the, the, get, the audience is CEOs and people trying to get to the CEO office. They're on their own journey there, right? So as a CEO, as a person, what is the best piece of advice you ever received, either personally or business? And what is the best piece of advice you would like to tell those people on their way to the corner office? Yeah, yeah, good question. I think um, best piece of advice I, I've ever received. I mean, I'll tell you what, one thing uh, that sort of, it, it's been sort of re- reasonably sort of recent is around the importance of sleep, right? And everything kind of starts with sleep, getting a good night's sleep and how that can affect your productivity your mood you know within the business your creativity and so on right uh, and so it's I've, I've, I've recently trying to be you know trying to optimize for, uh, for sleep for a good night's sleep which is still challenging but to kind of help me through the you know through the pandemic and through the challenges etc uh, and, and seeing that the difference when you have a good night's sleep versus a bad night's sleep and the impact that it can have on you as a founder and on, on the business so it's not perhaps something that is commonly uh, said or talked about in terms of you know the best pieces of advice but for me right now you know very important as a ceo to try and get a good night's sleep because it affects you, you know how i run the business and, yeah. and, and i think it, I, I think what happens is you're faced with so much coming at you from so many different directions if you're not well rested you get frazzled the stress yeah. gets you too quickly and you don't have the energy reserves to respond so that's really good advice and i ta- i'll take that as both the personal advice and your business advice, because I understand that myself. I'm not the world's best sleeper, but I know when I do sleep better, I perform better. So that's really, really great information. So Alex, I'd love to give you the floor and let you tell the people how they can get a hold of you and uh, and uh, any more information you want to provide about SaaS stock. Yeah, th- uh, yeah, thanks, Rick. I mean, get a hold of me either on LinkedIn, Alex Thuma, or Twitter, at Alex Thuma. Um, go to sasdoc.com to find out more about uh, about sasdoc and, and how we help SaaS companies get traction, grow, and scale. As I said, we've launched our uh, in beta uh, our, our sasdoc community, sasdoc engage. Find out more about that, and uh, we we have sasdoc EMEA online. Our next big conference coming up uh, uh, very soon on the 12th of October to the 15th, uh, with some great speakers: CEO of UiPath, uh, uh, CEO of Figma, uh, CEO of Zora, uh, amongst others. Uh, so come and see a lot of CEOs uh, there uh, at SaaS Stock and, and learn from them. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show. Really, really appreciate it. I want you to stay safe out there and all the success in the world. Thank you so much. So don't miss another upcoming event, uh, Ask a CEO interview. We've invited guests from all over the world, all kinds of industries, all sizes of companies. You can visit the videos at gregscorneroffice.com for the full video versions, or you can listen on your favorite podcast platform and just search Ask a CEO. And don't forget, subscribe, share, far and wide. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for visiting the Ask a CEO. That's a wrap on another Ask a CEO interview. We hope you enjoyed the talk. We'd love to hear from you. Visit gregscorneroffice.com, click the Ask a CEO tab, search your favorite listening app or view on YouTube. Click the subscribe button and don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye from Ask a CEO.